When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is the Manchester Football Social. Full-time Devils Takeover. We are back on the radio on XS Manchester. This is full-time Devils, the FTD fan phoning today in the studio. We have got Joe and of course Gaz alongside myself, Adam McCola, and we're going to be having your phone calls throughout the show this week. Manchester United have beaten Young Boys. David De Gea's contract has been triggered, and that extension has been added for at least another year plus so much more Joe how can the people at home get on the show it's very simple you give us a call right now because I expect it to be a busy one 0345 treble 1 get your calls in nice and early and we'll try and get through as many as we can and if you're watching on YouTube the number will be along your screen all the time so you can make sure you always get in touch with us that and number, 0345 yes. He's done well. He's done well. Make sure you get Smashed involved it. with the YouTube comments as well. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm all over that. Yes, be nice to Gus. Be yeah. nice, please. Gus doesn't actually do anything. He just sits on, on the laptop. <laughs> Honestly. I don't even listen to these half the He's time. the only... Well, he's more of a professional than me on radio, but he just sits there and be quiet. Just please do Cheers, that. Really. We do things different on full time devil's <laughs> Um And make sure you're getting your calls in as well on that number that we said earlier. Manchester United beat Young Boys this week. But of course, before we go to that, we want to talk about the breaking news. Mm-hmm. David De Gea contract till 2020 yep. at least. It seems Simon Stone reporting that it seemingly is a stopgap procedure while we get those negotiations sorted. But how are you guys feeling about that? Has it made you a little bit more relaxed over the De Gea situation or has it not changed the landscape for you? It's weird. I, I see it as a, a... They've obviously done this to trigger the extension, but the, the the love affair with David De Gea has come to a point now where I don't know if... I know what he's done for the club is is unbelievable. But are we not proud enough to maybe... If he wanted to move away, I wouldn't feel bad. I wouldn't feel like he'd be a player that I'd boo on his return. I would no. feel that he's done his duty for Manchester United. And wherever he goes then, I would be happy just to let him go. We've triggered the extension, but he's he's such a good player. Can he play Jose Mourinho's style of football for the next couple of seasons? And we watch such a uh, an iconic goalkeeper 
just not win anything for a couple of years when he could be at someone who, who actually plays attacking football, a club that will actually treat him uh, as you know a trophy winner that he should be. I just, uh, for me, I just see unless unless we have got plans in the works to change Manchester United at the beginning, David Ayer has done his juice for for the club. I, but I'm happy that he's staying. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to compare Man United to a prison too much, but it does feel like he's, <laughs> he's, he's done his like he's, he's done his time up. now, hasn't he? He's done his time. <laughs> nah, it's about it's about time to let him let free, isn't it, David uh, Ayer? I honestly cannot figure out and this is so weird for me to say as a Man United fan, as someone who always looks at situations like these with very red tinted glasses on and it's yeah. hard for me to imagine myself as someone who isn't a United fan, but I cannot figure out why David De Gea is still here. It's crazy. I don't know why he wants to stay. I don't know what it is about Man United at the moment that the best goalkeeper in the world is thinking, yep, this is the right place for me to be at. We're not challenging for all the top trophies at the minute. He's not he's not getting paid more by us than he would do elsewhere, necessarily. I don't I don't know. Because what you got to look at is he's a goalkeeper. So how much are other clubs willing to pay a goalkeeper? Like, yeah. you don't really, like, are PSG, for example, willing to pay him as much as Neymar? Because they would probably have to upset a Neymar, Mbappe, Cavani to fit him in. But Juventus, they've got Cristiano Ronaldo there, they've got Dybala, they've got all these. Would they have to upset those players? to? Fit? Whereas Manchester United, we make him our highest paid player. Mm. No one can say anything because he deserves it. And what I would think as well, um, I've been... Uh, like, as you know, I have a, ne a negative outlook on how Manchester United are at the moment. But if David De Gea was to stay, mm. that then could possibly become a marker where Manchester United as a club, regardless of who the manager is, says, David De Gea is staying. Now, if you not want to be successful, we've got the best goalkeeper in the world staying, and it kind of becomes a marker. You either stay or get out. Yeah, it becomes a catalyst. Whether you're good or not, just stay forward. or come out. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it could be a great sign as well. We could potentially have other players looking to leave and maybe say, the hair's staying. Maybe we can build something here. So I think whilst I understand what you guys are saying and I totally agree, if I was the hair and I wasn't a Manchester United fan and I was Spanish and I was Atletico Madrid fan and I would want to leave mm. because I used to look at Van Nistelrooy and think, poor fella. He played for United for five years, Real Madrid for five years. He won one league title in that time. <laughs> so, so incredibly unlucky, especially the amount of goals he scored. David De Gea has been here for nearly 10 years and won one and title. Footballers' careers are so short as well. Just so short. So it's like, he doesn't, he, you'd think he wants to, he wants to go somewhere and win everything while he can. Do you think we, we've got no cause lined up? Yeah, at the I do minute, think so can you get your problem. cause in? Is people saying there is there, a there problem? There are a couple of comments uh, saying that. Say there is a problem. Uh, so if the producer Jim is outside and listening to the station, we are getting comments in that uh, there is a problem with the system. Sorry about that. We'll make sure we restart it and get it, uh, get it going uh, as quick as we can. I just tried to call it then and it did say call failed. So we will get onto that soon as we can. Uh, Jim, hopefully, will get that sorted. So I guess it's us speak for the. <laughs> we can still go to comments from YouTube. Exactly. We can still get opinions from the people. Yeah, there's a few comments coming in about David De Gea. Obviously, everyone's saying his extension is good news, but um, this is just a year extension and doesn't necessarily keep him at the club beyond next summer. It just means that he can't be negotiating with anyone in January. That's why he supposedly signed it. But um, there is still a massive possibility that David De Gea could be subject to loads of bids in the mm -hmm. summer, which is something I'm really nervous about. I mean, me and Adam, you know, we've chatted about it and Adam said who would actually go for him. Uh, I don't mean before you know how I mean that. Like, how do you mean that? I don't mean that in a way that he's not great, no one's going to no, yeah. I mean that in a sense that who could, like, 
because Real Madrid have just signed a brand new goalkeeper in Thibaut Courtois. I think his relationship with the Spanish media, the Spanish fans and everything like that, I think that kind of rules out Barcelona for him. So then you've got PSG and Juventus and again, I'll say it, like, would they, are, are they going to be coming anytime mm-hmm. soon for him? They've got, PSG got Buffon. <clears throat> for how long is he going to yeah, be Yeah, how long will Buffon be around for? And can Juventus attract him? I don't know. I don't know. Sure. Maybe. How, Maybe. how could they not? I'd rather win the league in Italy than finish fourth in England. <laughs> but fourth. David De Gea, fourth is <laughs> hopeful, but David De Gea is maybe someone that has grown to love. Do you think he just loves United now? He might just Has he become United. like a Shearer type figure? And, and he's going to settle at the club and be, break all records. He's I mean, told a Dern, so. you're buying a house in Salford, <laughs> just deal with it. I don't care if it looks like a fridge, you live in it. <laughs> I like, he's just moved to England now. Yeah. Like... He's Maybe it wasn't as bad as she thought it was going to be. It's not too bad, is it? It's love. You reckon hey, the- we love it. It's the best city in the world. We love Manchester. But Maybe they are You do sometimes think that maybe you only think that because you're actually from here, but yeah. it's not the case. David De Gea loves it here as well, and maybe that is why he wants to stay at Manchester United because of uh, this brilliant city of Manchester. Maybe that's what it's done. It's crazy that we're thinking of everything but the footballers yeah. for reasons why. <laughs> 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 it can't be Manchester United. <laughs> We're only one of the best clubs in the world. He just likes well, night well. out in 42s, that's all it is. <laughs> if Gaz gets any more plugs in for 42s, yeah, I don't know. absolutely <laughs> loves it. It's like you and your chicken wings. Sure, right. Let's move, <laughs> let's move on. So, uh, obviously, we saw David Ayer do an absolute worldie uh, against young boys. Um, that, we were quite far away, but watching it over and over and over again. Uh, do you think it's up there with one of his best saves? Oh, it was top. It was, to save the ball from behind him, it was halfway across the line. What a save it was. And you know what? After the game, we were chatting to fans after, obviously, on um, on the YouTube channel, Full Time Devils. And after it, I said that it really seemed like United had a, a, a showed a real lack of quality. And there was no quality there to actually win us the game. We just <laughs> won at the end for a scuffy goal from Fellaini. But actually, it was one piece of pure genius, pure quality from the best goalkeeper in the world that was the difference in, in getting us the win. I, ha- I didn't watch the match. I, um, I was at I was at Larry Hill concert. What, what's your initial thoughts then when you saw United one nil for any? It's so weird minute. that I haven't watched the match. It's been like so bet. long. But like, it's mad to me. I did make sure I saw that and that save. It reminded me of remember when Seaman did one in an FA Cup semi final mm-hmm. at Old Trafford against Sheffield United for Arsenal. Very similar save from. It almost looked like it had gone over the line. Yeah, it was done. Roy Carroll against Pedro Mendes. <laughs> That's what it kind of looked like. And um, he pulled it back in and what a save. Um, those kind of things from him don't surprise me anymore. No. They don't surprise me anymore because he's simply the best goalkeeper in the world. Simply. I know he's had a difficult World Cup and he's had a difficult start. But I think that difficult World Cup is maybe one of the things that's played into our hands here. And it's made him think, they're not going to love me like they love me here. They're not going to love me like mm. they love me here. Mm-hmm. I know Cristiano Ronaldo, he, he had all the trophies and stuff, but he felt that as well. He didn't feel the love. And I think United fans, we we have taken to De Gea. I think he's the one player that you look at and you think he's kept his head down. He's kept working regardless. Like, if I was De Gea, as soon as David Moyes come out, oh, <laughs> <laughs> gone, gone. Van Alcombe, he didn't go. I know the fax machine played its part in that, but... <laughs> He's consistently played to a top mm. level. And when you mentioned the style of football, does a goalkeeper really care about the style of football? 
I think he cares about the style of football. Yeah, that's that's the difference. If he's winning, and if he's got a decent front line in front of him, when he started as a as a young uh, man at Old Trafford, did he really think in seven years' time he will be having small uh, smaller than Jones in front having, of him? He'd be having the same two yeah, wings. He's got Valencia on the wing. Do you know what I mean? Like they're they're your people. Your defence are yours. When Van der Sar had Vidic and, and and Ferdinand, they were his defenders. They knew that every single one of them would pull in their way. He has not had a consistent back two. For, you know, and that's what he, that's what goalkeepers must crave, surely. Interesting comment here from JK30. I remember this quite well. He says, "Do you remember a lot of so-called United fans? I think it was more than just United fans, mate. Um, said that David de Gea wasn't good enough when he joined. He said that he couldn't handle crosses. I remember this. What, what were your thoughts on? Can this I just say this is one of the very few things that I've ever got. Like I get things so wrong so many times. Like I. Johnny Evans, I said he should have been captain when really got the captaincy. <laughs> I was thinking we'll win the football league again this time with David Moyes. And uh. I was doing all of that, yeah. But this is one thing I got right. I think when we lost Van der Sar, because I used to watch Atletico Madrid a lot. I liked Torres, I liked Aguero. I hate to say that now. When they were coming through and David De Gea was someone that I really liked and I wanted him as our next goalkeeper. And when I saw him failing, it, I was worried because I really wanted him to succeed and to see him become that goalkeeper that yeah. Sir Alex Ferguson said he would be come is amazing. And that's why I think you've got to treat these kids with a little bit of a difference. I, and I don't think we have that at the moment. Okay, then. Can Let's I, yeah, go on. I just need to say something quick about the calls and hopefully Chris can help us out here. Go on, Joe. So, we are having problems for people calling us, but we can call them. We're going to give Joe's number so, out. No, on the air. If you can simply text <laughs> eight double seven double one with your number, simply with your name. Sorry, because obviously we'll have your number eight double seven double one. Then our producer will call you back and get you on air. We can't. Uh, take calls for some reason. We apologise. Might get it sorted by the next time. But we you can. Found that you we pay can, the bill. Yeah, we'll we'll pay the bill. Obviously, we'll call you. So the bill's on us. Think of it like that. We'll call eight double eight double seven double one. Uh, yeah. Make sure <laughs> you get your texts in now, and we'll try. We're and not going to need to start the GoFundMe on air. Apologise. <laughs> apologies if you've been trying to call, but we'll call you. So text us now. Sorry, so um, the point that Adam was making, then he was saying that's what we need to be a bit more like with youngsters at the club. You know, putting our arm around them a little bit more, helping them through. Agenda. <laughs> the other night, of course, we saw a prime example of a youngster who maybe didn't have a great game, although I think slightly better than some people let on. Uh, Marcus Rashford getting in the positions, missing the chances. We saw Jose react interestingly on one occasion where he, You're turned, just trying to the, wind he turned to the crowd <laughs> and he almost put his arms out. And I think that some people have got different impressions on what he did. For me... Me personally watching it, there's loads of reasons to <laughs> criticise Jose and he's said loads of out of, of out of order things in press conferences about his players. That example, I don't think there's a lot to look in at the look at really. It's just you Jose. Not, not, okay. not, right, so is yes. the only thing I see Listen. before that is I see a man's frustration because if he doesn't win this game, everyone will be just hammering him. Yeah. Okay, so, so yeah, yeah, yeah. his striker doesn't score. Okay, so okay, I can okay, see the frustration. Okay. He shouldn't have gone it, okay, taken it okay, too far, okay, okay. but I can see his frustration coming out of it. Okay. But he should be professional. He shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Listen, react. I understand you're under pressure. Yeah. Throw the bottles where you want. Moan if someone misses a chance. React. Like, I understand. Oh, yeah. Throwing your arms up or... Head in hands up, understand every single reaction like that. I understand natural reactions. To me, that was not a natural reaction. That is something that I do sitting in the stands, turning to my brother, saying, 
There's Chris Smalling being useless again. <laughs> There's Marouane Fellaini, what I've told you about him. That was what that looked like to me. That looked like a turning to the bench, turning to the whoever, the directors that are behind the bench, whoever, and saying, this is what I have to put up with. That's how it looked to me. Now, I don't care if you're going to, you know, whatever. I don't think Rashford will really care about that. Hopefully But not. to me, that if that's what you're doing pitch side, yep. what happens behind closed doors? What happens in the dressing room? What is your message to these players? Now, producer Chris was trying to wind me up earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't work. Successfully. Can we just say that he's been going on about this for about six hours? No, no, no. I've only show. been going on about it. It's not, I'm not that bothered by, like, I, I've, not, I've not even tweeted about it. That's how you know I'm not bothered about it. But he shouldn't have done it. Producer Chris basically when? was comparing Chris uh, was comparing Sir Alex Ferguson shouting at Cristiano Ronaldo yeah. from the touchline. In 2009. In 2009, he was comparing that to what happened with When Rooney Ronaldo was the best player in the world and when Sir Alex Ferguson had a better relationship with his players okay. and he looked at Ronaldo and the reaction was directly to Ronaldo. This reaction wasn't to Rashford. It wasn't a, come on Rashford. I know you're better than this. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that. It man. was a, use like, you seen what I'm having to put up with I here. I don't know, man. And I feel like you're looking <laughs> into it a bit that, too I much. Right, let's go to one caller before we have to go to a break, if that's all right. And we'll obviously talk about this uh, after the break. I'm phoning in next, as well. We've got Adam on loan. How are you doing, Adam? You all right, mate? Fuming about this, Jose. The agenda. How are we doing, mate? I'm all right. How are you guys? Yeah, very, very good. good what do you want to say? Oh, I'm just saying, I'm a bit worried that we've extended De Gea's contract because we're going to sell him in the summer and this stops him walking out on a free in the summer. It could be a good point. And, and what, so a year extension on uh, David De Gea's contract, so what price tag do you then put on David De Gea? Oh, he's got to be, I don't know, because he's only got a year left still. Well, I think he's the best goalkeeper in the world, so I'd say about 70, 80 million. That's cheap, Dad. Yeah, but what he's saying is, what he's saying is with a year, with a year left, how much you put on David Day's head? I, I totally hear what he's saying, by the way, about the contract. <laughs> yeah. And I worry that as well. But I think the club have done it so they can... I think the negotiations have taken a while, so they thought, let's get this done, so it takes the pressure off yeah, the negotiations yeah. a little bit. But you, would you be happy to see, obviously, David Ayer staying and, and getting a longer contract, Adam? Oh yeah, definitely. I think he's one of the most important players at the club. Um, I think we could almost lose anybody else but him and still be alright next season. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think that, you know what, if, if David Dehia was to go, um, he's, Thank you, the best, he's the best goalkeeper in the world, I want him to stay absolutely no matter what. But if David Dehia were to go and we, and we were a football club that actually got appropriate fees for players, mm -hmm. and a football club that actually invested the money that we earned from players back into the team, then it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world because you'd have 125 million to actually <laughs> spend it at the rest of the team, but we wouldn't do that, would we? Remember we, when we sold Ronaldo, Gaz, we reinvested all of that in Valencia, Orbitan and Owen! But listen, right, uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, no value in the market, this. Double seven double one. Please do put that back in the comment section. Eight double seven double one. You text us, we'll call you back because we're having a bit of a problem. Uh, so make sure you just text us now. Eight double seven double one, and we'll give you a call back and get you on the show. Uh, question of the uh, little break. Make sure you get in the comment section. Who has scored more goals for Manchester United? Oof. Is it Fellaini or Pogba? Excess Manchester. This is the Manchester Football Social Full Time Devils Takeover. Yeah. Full-time Devils back on XS Manchester. This is the FTD fan phoning. I am Adam McCullough today, joined by 
Radio Gaz, and of course, my hostess with the mostest, Joe McGrath. And he has got the answer to the quiz question. Yeah, the question was who scored the more goals? Was it Fellaini or Paul Pogba? What are you going for, Gaz? It's got to be, Anna. It's what Fellaini, are you going it? for? It's Fellaini. It's yes, it was. 21 <laughs> to Pogba's 20 goals. But that's closer than I expected, you I was going to say. I'm, I'm currently reading the uh, the, the calls that come in. Listen, we're having a bit of problems. If you want to get involved, you text us, 87711, then we call you and get you on the phone. And we've got some uh, tasty callers on the way. I swear it's just easier to give your number out, Joe. I think we should just do that. <laughs> oh, we have seven, got calls lined up they're coming through very soon what's the number Joe? 0345 treble one. Oh no you can't 87711 oh, yeah. text us your name and we'll call you we're just all over the place in Sorry. autopilot but nevertheless United have beaten young boys this week we are through to the last 16 in the Champions League David De Gea's contract clause <laughs> has been triggered and he's staying till at least 2020 and we've got Andy on the phone line on the FTD fan phoning and he wants to have his say hello mate how you doing, boys? Yeah, very well, very well. What do you want to say, Andy? First off, Mourinho out, end off, got to happen. It's another example of um, the way it's gone the last couple of years. All the decisions being made at the club is all about the commercial side. And right. that, for me, is why Mourinho was brought in. Let's be honest. Wait, 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 wait. What, what, what's, what's, what's the dots to do with Jose Mourinho? Well, that's why they signed him. Are you telling me Jose Mourinho is a Man United manager? No. And I'm not saying I disagree with what you said, but I just the commercial side, how's that anything to do with Jose? Because he's a because he's a big name. He's a big name, isn't he, worldwide? Mm. Everybody in football knows who Jose Mourinho mm. is. It enhances United's commercial side of things. The same yeah. as when they've signed other players like Sanchez, even Pogba. I mean, all right, I looked at Pogba at Juve and thought, yeah, he is a decent player. But look at the look at the way when we signed him, what happened with all his, his his emojis on the billboards and all that sort of stuff. It's all about the commercial side. And the thing is, you can look at that and the Glazers are going to be happy with that because off the mm. field, United have gone even bigger than they were. Mm. So it's working. But on the field, it's diabolical. Mm. And it can't it can't sustain that. The longer it goes, playing like we are and being where we are, it's going to affect the commercial side. And I, th I think that the big wigs at the club don't get that. Mm. It's about winning trophies. It's about winning football matches. That's where we got our fan base from. It's kind of and like we can't the club. Rely on being the big club we are um, and not be winning like 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 we are doing. It's kind of like the club has no direction at the moment, Andy. Um, we've got, obviously, you're looking at the board and uh, they're not making decisions for footballing reasons. Jose Mourinho, obviously, whatever you think about him, he's not doing well at the moment. Um, so, do you think the board should pull the trigger if they did? What should happen next? Um, do you think what's going on above the manager um, is, is suitable well, to, for success? should pull the trigger on him and then pull the trigger on themselves because he's not making any good decisions. This is it, this you is it. And you're right, you're right about it having no direction and that's mirrored on the pitch mm. because you look at... Can anyone honestly say they know how United play? Do they know how United sets up and how they're going to attack? It looks like it's all just thrown together. They go on the pitch and they make it up. For, and that's why it's slow and laboured. Because when the players get on the ball, it looks like they're trying to decide there and then what do mm. we do next. 
you know what really worries me, Andy? You've been you've been speaking about you know the problems and how the the, the club is very commercial focused at the uh, the minute, and I completely agree with you. And the reason that 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 reason massively worries me is it because it feels like something that we can't actually fix necessarily. We bring in another manager, and they're going to be the same. They're not going to be allowed to sign the players that they want to. They're only going to be allowed to sign players who are going to sell, you know, shirts all around the world. They're not necessarily going to be allowed to sign players who are going to improve the team. So so what would do, you do? Do we agree? Do we agree that the, the players that we've got in that squad are good enough to be challenging? Mm. So what uh, happens yeah. next then? I agree. I we think do. that. We, I don't we, think the defence is great, them, but I think We that. agree that them players are good enough to be challenging, right? But Mourinho cannot get the best out of them players. So mm. i tell you what I'd do. I'd get shot, and this won't be... Um, I, I know a lot of United fans are not going to agree with this, but you need somebody in there who's going to put the fear of God in them players. The likes of Pogba, stop messing about on Instagram and all that and do it on the pitch. So you know what i do? i get rid of Mourinho and i bring Roy Keane into the end of the season. <laughs> Roy Keane to the end of the season? Give it Keane yeah, to the, it end, Keno of the end of the season. Andy, thank you very much for your call. If you agree, uh, 87701, drop us a text and we'll get you on. Uh, Ali's been on hold for a while yeah, as well. Sorry, well, make sure you get your comments in about Keane yeah. to the end of the season. Ali well. wants to talk about another United legend. Mm-hmm. Hello, Ali. Sorry to keep you waiting, Ali. It's all right, lads. Um, so what I'm about to say might sound a bit uh, crazy, but um, I was watching the Ryan Giggs documentary last night and I was noticed that he signed for as Wales manager uh, in January 2018 and Manchester United Mourinho signed his contract extension the same month, 10 days later, until 2020. Now, I, I don't know if this is just me being crazy, but the, the big thing that happens in the summer of 2020 when Mourinho's contract ends is the Euros. So I'm just thinking, the way Giggs is playing, uh, playing his Welsh team at the moment, it's not as reliant on Bale and Van it's more attacking, it's about use. What did you reckon that, uh, there's any hope that United are looking at Wales' performance at the Euros to potentially look at Giggs? Because that's the only reason it makes sense to have given Mourinho another contract. And with De Gea, if they told De Gea that's their plan, maybe that's why he's considering signing a new contract. I don't know. I'm, I might be crazy, and I get that. But the way he played when he was our caretaker manager was attacking, was imaginative. It was a bit scrappy because he wasn't experienced, but... The fact that it all matches up so perfectly, I don't know, I just, I just find it a bit, bit weird. <laughs> it is a mad coincidence. It's, it? a, it's a mad coincidence, but it's also, if they're thinking of bringing gigs in, and I, I imagine they're not going to judge him just on that competition on its own. The Euros are going to judge him on qualifying and everything that comes before that. And a uh, recent form for Wales, they've not really been great. They've, they lost to Albania. Yeah. They lost to Denmark. They lost to uh, Ireland. Um, Spain, obviously, you can forgive them for, but... You know, they've not necessarily looked great. So what have we seen from Giggs so far to suggest that he's really of the standing of a Man United manager? Well, that's a really good comment, and I I knew you'd say that. And my counter to that is the way that when Chris Cole was the Welsh manager, his team was based around Alan Ramsey and Gareth Bale, basically doing what they wanted. And the way Giggs are set up, it's... It's going to take some time for Wales to get used to because it's not so heavily reliant on those two players. Okay. It's it's more of a useful system. And when he was United manager for the uh, few games he was in 2014, hmm. we lost against Southampton, if I remember, 1-0. But when we beat, we beat Norwich 4-0, we beat some other teams quite convincingly as well. And it's a style of player, I thought... I thought I know I thought the players would respect that more as what we got at the Mourinho at the moment with Mourinho and the fact he just the fact he signed till 2020 was just I mean when he signed everyone was like I don't understand why 
And it just it was just a coincidence. Ollie, thank you very much for your uh, call, mate. It's good it point is a good point. Well. Any comments in it there? It could about be two plus two. It equals four, or it might be five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't know, you don't know, it could fit in, but no. I don't think Jose makes it there. No, I don't, he definitely doesn't make it here till then, but maybe after that, possibly. And you know what? Like, I I've, I'm, I used to sort of laugh at the suggestion of, of bringing in someone like Ryan Giggs purely based on the fact that, you know, he's played all right football in his short career as a manager. But the last appointments that we've made as managers, we've gone for people with track records and people who have, who have won mm. the lot, apart from obviously Moyes, which was all about stability. And it's it's not worked it's at all. all. So yeah, maybe we is, should go for someone is an argument, who though. is a bit of an unknown quantity. <clears throat> that every manager we've had has been a pragmatist or defensive-minded. Um, David Moyes mm -hmm. was always pragmatic, reacted to to opposition. Louis Van Gaal the same. And some would say Louis Van Gaal was finished in terms of being out of touch with the modern game as it was now. Jose Mourinho, another mm -hmm. pragmatist. And again, some might say he's finished at the top game. Um, I don't quite know where it lies, whether he doesn't fit with the club or whether he's finished, but I do know it's not working and I don't think it will turn around. No. Uh, that's why I'm kind of thinking yeah, like this now, sooner or later it? he's going to be gone. Uh, Texas eight double seven double one. by the way, and if you want to get uh, on, we've got a good caller coming up next. Get a caller Should we get, get a caller? Because he's, he, well, this caller is uh, Tex, he's talking about the past, he's talking about past managers. Okay. He's got an interesting point, I think. Hello, Tex. Hello, guys, can you hear me? Yeah, yes, can you hear you, mate. So what was your initial point quick, about yeah. LVG? Right, I'm, I'm going to be quick, guys, because, you know, I'm watching LVG's football. It was one of the most stressful things I could imagine, you know, and, but there were some games, you know, where all that passing, because the thing is, we didn't lose a lot of games. We just didn't win a lot of the games. It's just like we just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net a lot of the time. And it was like passing for passing's sake. But there were some games like the Liverpool game where the passing had end product. And it was a beautiful thing to watch. And I've not seen nothing like that with Fonda Mourinho. And nine times out of ten, LVG's United will beat Man United's. Um, it will beat Mourinho's United. Nine times out of ten, LGB's United Yeah, well, they would be because they always won the big games. <laughs> Hundred percent. I mean, fair, fair enough. Would you, would you say? Would you say that? Would you say now that United are worse to watch now no. than they were under uh, were under Louis question. Van Gaal? I think we're a better them. team now. Yeah, but I think I said something like that to you earlier. When they were good, they were like, good. When Louis Van Gaal's Manchester United were good and clicked, you were like. That's what he's been trying to do. Mm. And I've never had that moment with Manchester United where <laughs> I've, under Mourinho, and I've thought, that's what he's doing. Never been one full game where I've thought that. There's been half an hour against Arsenal away where we pressed them really well and we, we were very good. Um, but then we were very lucky in that second half with David De Gea. I've not seen... <laughs> Producer Chris tried to have his Spurs at home this season. I was like, yeah, what happened? We lost 3-0. You know? <laughs> so it's like, there's been games where we've had glimpses, but never in a 90 minutes. And I think with Louis van Gaal's Manchester United clicked, we looked a lot better. But I think Mourinho's Manchester United is a better team. That's I think that might be because of the team and the players and the 11 uh, and the signings Jose's made. Um, because you could imagine, uh, what would a... Van Aal team do Pogba in the midfield exactly. for example because he never had those luxuries of, of midfielders but then some might say he made the wrong signings they were s I'm, uh, sometimes watching United under Louis Van Gaal though mate Van Gaal and Mourinho are very similar they're all from the same school mm. they may have differences in their attitudes mm. and character and man management and things like that but their styles of football are very f 
very old school and very similar. People won't like me saying that, nah, but these are facts. It seems like we need something, if anything, <laughs> maybe a bit different then. Uh, we've got a comment, we've got a comment here I need to read out from Akila. I'm going to have to censor myself when I read this comment. Please do. He says, they're literally debating what type of is shinier. <laughs> what type of sh <laughs> is shinier? Just <laughs> really good. Right, let's go one I think, more. Uh, I think Jose probably wins as he <laughs> yeah, had yeah, two yeah, silver yeah, to yeah. one. Proper shinier. Bit shinier, weren't it? Let's put cam on and then we are done for this section. You can put glitter on some. <laughs> Pardon? What? What? You what? know what I'm saying? You can't polish her. No. Let's go. Uh, cam on 9-2. Come on, this is when you lift the knobs up. Lift you up in a minute. Hello, Cam. <laughs> yeah, you're right, guys. How you doing? Yeah, you're good, mate. What do you want to say? I just want to speak to Adam, like, because, like, basically, we've got... Oh, here we go. My number's on phone boxes. You could have just called my phone. Oh, uh, listen, we got the same opinion on most things, yeah? But, you know, like, I've heard a few times now you've said, like, you know, like, with the Glazers, mm. you think they're part of the issue and that. Mm. But, you know what? I think uh, we had the greatest manager ever. How many trophies was one of the Glazers? They mm. got the Sanchez deal over the line. Once they get the players in, then it's mm. down to the manager. Mm. And the manager's just dead. It's like this. I was watching your fan cam last week against Palace when, with that Stephen Housen guy and some fan butted in. Like, say if I said to you, Adam, say if you're running the business, I'd say, listen, we won't go into the millions. Say, listen, I need these three items, 15 grand each, yeah? Ten months down the line, nah, they're not good for me, but don't worry, we can sell them for £500 each. Now I need 90000 each. <laughs> We're a business. Yeah. We've got an oil rig. Mourinho is just killing our club. I don't care what anyone says. Pogba, world class, can't get anything out of him. Sanchez proven, proven in Arsenal, just gone dead. Even his own like boys now, like what's his Matic, mm. he's just getting nothing out nah, of him. I, I totally agree with you, Cam. Um, but my my feelings about the Glazers are that since since they came in, they have been slowly but surely sucking the life and the money out of Manchester United. Now, I think after Sir Alex Ferguson left, they showed a reactiveness to, oh, we've lost the greatest manager of all time. We now need to pump money into this to try to make it work better. Right. But I think ultimately, from the moment they came in, when you look at 2009, we had just made it, um, you know, back-to-back -back Champions League titles, uh, sorry, Champions League finals. Mm -hmm. We just won the European Cup. We sold Cristiano Ronaldo for a world record fee. Who did we bring in? Valencia, Owen and Obertan. Where's that 80 million gun? I still don't know. And there's so many issues and instances like that along the way where you look at City, they were signing Sergio Aguero and this and that. Well, meanwhile, Manchester United were saying there's no value in the market. And I point finger at Sir Alex Ferguson for that as well. Like Sir Alex Ferguson is the greatest. Without Sir Alex Ferguson, Manchester United would not be what it was. But also... He protected for the Glazers an awful lot. And I think his no value in the market was protection of those Glazers. And it just stems back to his issue with the, with the horse, doesn't it? If that never happened, the Glazers don't come in and he doesn't have to protect them. But, like, I will never agree with the Glazers, mate. I will never agree with them. That's why I always talk about the Glazers. But at the same time, I agree with you because Jose Mourinho is responsible for the football, he's responsible for training, he's responsible for man management, he's responsible for the fact that he has signed almost a full 11, a full 11, that's two centre-halves, a right-back in, in Delow, he's signed three central midfielders in Matic, Fred and Pogba, he's signed Alexis Sanchez, Lukaku, and we still look nowhere closer to being a team, we still don't know our favourite 11, we still... 
are eighth in the league with still minus goal difference. Those are the reasons I'll get onto Mourinho for. But in terms of the club falling behind Manchester City, that's not all Mourinho's fault. And we're still in loads of debt as well. <laughs> still loads of, still in I loads could of listen debt. to you all day, Adam. I mean, uh, you know, if you get me started on the glazers, yeah, I, could listen I will to rant on all day. all day. I'm a hypocrite. I still go to games. Mm. I still give them money. I'm a hypocrite. But I can't stop going to games. Yeah. I'll always go to games regardless of who's in the director board, who's the manager, who's the players, what competition we're playing in. I'll go. But... I'm still going to have my say on them and they're the worst owners <laughs> right, ever let, and I don't on. wish them any goodness. Let's go on to uh, a little break, get your uh, calls in and by doing that you just got to text us 87711, we'll try and get as many as we can in the next 20 minutes. I've got a question for you. So, Fellaini scored his second Champions League goal, uh, obviously against Young Boys on Tuesday. Who in the current squad has the most Champions League goals for Manchester United? Your answers please in the comment section. Excess Manchester. <laughs> This is the Manchester Football Social Full-Time Devils Takeover yeah. We're back! <laughs> it's the Full-Time Devils fan phoning on XS Manchester with myself Adam McCullough with Joe McGrath and of hello. course hello, hello, hello. Gaz Drinkwater is in the hot seat reading your comments but before we go to Gaz for your comments Joel's got the answer. Yes, I do. So, uh, Flaney scored two Champions League goals now for Manchester United. But who has Leveled up with Maradona, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Who has scored the most <laughs> for uh, for Manchester United? The most Champions League goals, and the goals have to be for United. What are you In the for? current squad. In the current squad. Ah, uh, yes. Mata. we going for? Antonio Valencia. Oh, he's only going to oh! With six goals, Antonio Valencia uh, is the winner. Wow. So, uh, well done. If that was a guess, by the right way. There. Wow. Smashed it. He used to be a right winger, innit? So I, I thought he must have done something yeah. useful at once. If you're trying to call, we are having problems with the numbers. So you just got to text us 87711 and we'll give you a bell back. Hmm. Wow. There's been a lot of calls negative about Mourinho. And some say I've got an agenda. So Ooh. right now we're going to bring Rory in, who wants Jose to stay. Hello, mate. Hi lads. Yes, Rory, how um, you doing, mate? Yeah, not bad. Um, yeah, I'm Mourinho win. Like like you said earlier with the hair when you were watching them at Left Game Madrid. It's the same with me and Mourinho. Uh, ever since about 2006, I've always said I wanted Mourinho win after Sir Alex. So it is good to see him here. Um, but I think the fans, some of the fans are forgetting a few things because what they're doing is they're comparing Mourinho to the Sir Alex Ferguson era and all that success we had. Um, and talk about the Manchester United way, but we've got to remember only three managers in our whole history has ever won the first division. There's been 120 years where we haven't won it. We've been relegated four times. You know, if you're going to compare Mourinho and this squad to what Manchester United has been and is, we've got to remember it wasn't just that 26 years under Sir Alex. You know, um, he's what if we compare Mourinho to what he was a couple of years back when he won the Premier League with Chelsea? What if we're comparing him to the Mourinho he was when he won the Champions League with Inter? What if we were comparing him to his legacy that he's built? Yeah, but we can also say, you know, what if we compare football as a whole to what it was in those times? Football's changed. It's not, it's not all about who... Has Mourinho, you know. do you think? Pardon? Do you think Mourinho has adapted with football as, as it's moved? Do you think this is just a bad patch for him then? And he'll turn think, it around? And if so... Yeah. What do you think, like, the plan is? I think um, with Mourinho, he's, 
he's a very stubborn person. He likes his ways. And, you know, I know all football coaches, I'm a football coach, we're all very stubborn. We, we like our way to be our way. Um, but with Mourinho, I can see him starting to adapt to Manchester United and the way Manchester United wants to play. He wants, he's, he's trying to play more forward-thinking football. It might not be what was under Sir Alex, but, you know, also at the same time, he doesn't really trust our centre-backs. So he has to play with that double pivot, you know, which, you know, I know the other night people talk about Flaney and Matic together. I understand why he's doing it. But all in all, he's trying to play more attacking. Now, I said after the first Juventus game, I phoned up and I said, I saw more positives just from Luke Shaw playing forward rather than back to the keeper. You know. Um, so, Roy, do you, as, a, as you say, you you football coach, you, get, you understand it. Have you ever shown frustration on the pitch like Jose did to Rashford? Because, I mean, obviously that was a niggle for United fans uh, on, on Tuesday. Have you ever done that as a football coach? Have you ever shown that frustration or turn and made a, what might have been seen as a snide comment about one of your players that you've coached and you've picked? Um... I can't say if I, I, I definitely haven't. Um, what did you make of it when he did that? Do you think he had a, you know, he was trying to make his point? I think, I think especially with young players, you, you've got to, you've got to have a balance. I think there are times to say, you know, to be frustrated because at the end of the day, especially at somewhere like Manchester United, whoever goes on that pitch, regardless of who it was in the past, you know, or who it is now, you've got to expect a certain level and obviously you can be frustrated if they're not giving you that you can be frustrated with the game itself and take it out on one person mm -hmm. we all do that in our daily lives you know we can have an angry issue from work take it home and then shout at someone you know there um, Rory but I think yeah go before on. you go Rory one question <laughs> yeah will Manchester United win one of the big ones under Jose Mourinho yes Right, thank you very much. I hope you're <laughs> right, Rory! <laughs> Rory, Gaz was just dying to get at him. Right, let me just tell you, we've got Sorry, five Gaz, minutes. Sorry, Gaz, what did no, I do? Well, it's do you want to say, it's Gaz? Fine, it's fine. Sorry, Sorry Gaz. Rory made, Rory made some really good points about Jose, to be honest, but I, I don't, I'm, I'm not too sure about, about him saying that uh, he's trying to play more attacking. Look, I, I kind of get what you said. We chatted to fans the other day and they were coming out saying, I still parking the bus. That's not the problem with Jose this season. He's not parking the bus. The defence is an absolute mess. Jose has tried to change this season. He has tried to play more attacking, more fluid football. Guess what? He's not very good at it because it's not working. Right, only got four minutes left and uh, we got a Catherine wheel over him. Go, I just uh, think, I just think, I respect his opinion. I disagree with it. I just feel like he's had his standards lowered by the manager. Okay. I think Moyes was good at doing that to us and I went with Moyes. But I've learned from my mistakes. <laughs> You've been forgiven as well. Listen, I want Mourinho to turn this round. Yeah, of course. But he's not. He's not going to. And no. I think he's lowering our expectations as a result. And I think those kind of things where he looks at the bench and looks at the crowd and says, ah, oh, look at this guy here missing these sitters. I think that's just signs of him saying, it's not me, it's you. <laughs> we got knocked out against Sevilla. He come out and said, it's not me, it's you. You know, we, we went through in the group stages. He came through and said, it's not you, it's me. I do this every time. And it's like, I don't want to hear about what, what have you done for me lately? Like Eddie Murphy says. <laughs> what have you done for me get Eddie Murphy quoted. Should we go to Mass? Mass? I think so. Eddie. Yeah, Mass. How you doing, mate? You well? I'm great, thank you. How are you guys? Yeah, very good. Thank you, Mass. Okay, I just want to talk about basically, I think Mourinho is totally the wrong man. Like, uh, okay, so I'll explain why. There's a few reasons. Firstly, he lacks an identity. I think in modern football, an identity is important. 
it's, it's, I think it's very important. He lacks an identity. I think before Mourinho, 10 years back, yes, he used to adjust to the opponents. He used to adapt to the opponents. But I think now, like that's why every fan's confused. Like, what are United trying to do? He just lacks identity. He'll change um, from game to game. And also, another thing is, young boys, how are you playing Marwan Fellaini and Nemanja Matic against young boys? <laughs> like, we could, literally, we could have no defensive midfielders against young boys and we could play, play them off the park. <laughs> literally. Not that, only... They're, they're, they're the, they're the, not mm-hmm. only in the Manu Matic and Fellaini starting, mm-hmm. but staying on yeah, the whole game. The whole yeah, yeah. Like I, like, I think he, I, I personally think he's manipulated a lot of fans. Like he, he really has lowered standards. I think if Louis Van Gaal did this, it would not be accepted. If David Moyes did it, it would not be accepted. I actually think the thing is with Louis Van Gaal, it didn't work out. But I think he had the identity. Like you could see what he was trying to do. Mm. Like when it actually clicked, it was I thought it was brilliant. When it clicked. When it kicked, it was brilliant. I think the second season, what happened was, I think he had that period, like, injuries. I think injuries ruined the second season, personally. Mm. I think the second season, if you remember, we actually started really well. Yeah, I can remember remember the second series, uh, second series, second season, doing quite well. Mm -hmm. Mas, you got your frustrations out. Uh, We've just got to take one more call. Can I I make sure you you message us again? We'll get you on next time nice and early. Sorry we have to rush through these last calls, and apologies we couldn't get through so many more this time around. It was our fault, because the beginning section, we had... Joe promises he'll pay the phone bill next time. Uh, yeah. Jonathan, you're our final call of the show, mate. What do you want to say? 30 seconds, Jonathan. Come on. Hi, lads. Yeah, sorry. Uh, no, I've not got longer. Just no, wanted no, to it's... say, basically, um, the, the players that we've got now, I think a lot of them are letting them off the hook. I think we've got a lot of players that um, compare. I don't know how old you boys are, but it seem a lot like the, the 80s team. I mean, we had some really good players in the 80s team, or what we felt was good players like Kevin Moran, Paul McGrath, Norman <laughs> Whiteside, Jesper Olsen, etc., etc. Yeah, I think we've got what I call a lot of cult heroes in our team who we, who we love as fans and we think they're good players and they are internationals and they are decent players but I think we're overrating them I think they're not quite as good as what we mm. believe and especially the, the problem with, I think we've got with them is the mentality I think Fergie had players that was nowhere near as good as some of these players in terms of ability mm. but he had the, the correct mentality Darren Fletcher John O'Shea on Park people like that was nowhere near as good as some of the players we've got in this side now but they had the drive and the commitment and the heart that Jose has referred to last week to, to compete week in week out and play the mediocre teams and beat them so that we could win league titles I just think we've got players now that have not got that in them Jonathan thank you very much Great what a call. final caller to end the show uh, over to you do you do, do, you do, you do you... sorry we had to rush you yeah, Jonathan sorry. we wanted more calls but you know what we didn't get them today you can get more <laughs> fan reaction on the channel and XS Manchester will be back next week for now though this has been full time Devils Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.